0: What is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today's episode is going to be another q and I've been getting a lot of DMs from you guys asking questions. The questions I'm going to go into today are a little bit more in-depth that are hopefully going to bring a lot of insight into a lot of your guys' situations. I try to pick the questions that I get through DM on Instagram um, and through email and through TikTok that are questions that are going to help a lot of you in specific situations that I get questions on often. Now, these questions are going to be specified towards the individual who is asking them, but I would guess that the majority of you are going to be able to relate and find things inside of these answers that Are going to benefit you and help you be able to create better results inside of your training and nutrition as well. So I'm super excited to hop into the podcast today. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Like always, if you could take a screenshot of this episode, put it on your IG story and tag me in it. That way that I can repost it. I can send you a message for and personally thank you for doing so. It just helps put more eyes on the episodes as well. As well as if you know somebody that is getting into training and nutrition, somebody that is looking for some help in their own journey, isn't quite sure where to get started or is frustrated, just send them a link to this podcast. This podcast was designed to help people In the beginning steps of their journeys, start to understand training, start to understand nutrition, start to understand what are the main focus points to rely on and to factor into your day to day to create the biggest results possible without beating your head against the wall and focusing on things that aren't going to actually move the needle in the long run. And that's where we all start, right? That's where I know that I started. My first few years, I was consistently focusing on the things that weren't necessarily going to move the needle forward when if I just would have shifted focus and worried more about the big foundational things like your calorie intake, like getting consistent with training and progressively overloading over time and the things that are going to move the needle the most with the least amount of effort, man, I would have been a lot more successful a lot sooner. But that's all a part of the process. This whole journey is about living learning and correcting along the way. So I'm super grateful that you guys decided to tune in. Let's just hop in today's episode. All right. Question number one is a long one, but let's dive in. Hi, I've seen your TikToks and your content is awesome and really informative. I'm five foot seven and weigh 124 pounds right now. I weighed about 116 about a year ago, and that's when I started getting into lifting and eating more in general and more protein. Because I was too skinny at the time and also wanted to grow my glutes. I'm finally happy with my weight and also made decent progress with growing my glutes, but I've noticed I've gained some stomach fat some stomach and arm fat along the way from eating more. I like the size I am now compared to a year ago and I just want to tone up My arms and stomach, but I definitely do not want to lose weight or muscle. But I also do not want to keep gaining fat. I was wondering how to tone up and flatten your stomach while still growing your glutes if you're not exactly a beginner and have been lifting for about a year. If you have any advice slash suggestions, I would appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So that's a pretty in-depth question, but I appreciate all of the information because it helps me be able to give you more direction because I can understand exactly where you're at. So you've been lifting for a little over a year you've built some muscle, you've put on a little bit of weight, which sounds like it's a good thing, you've put on some healthy weight, um, and now you're in a position where you've gained a little bit of fat along the process, and that's kind of a part of it as we're putting on muscle over time. If you want to put on a substantial amount of muscle, you have to put on a little bit of fat in the process to do so generally, but at the moment, it sounds like you want to drop some body fat and you want to continue building your glutes, So when it comes to continuing to build after you have a little bit of experience under your belt, let's say you're a newbie and your body hasn't adapted to any sort of a training stimulus yet. Well, now you're in a situation where you're newer, so your body's going to adapt quickly, meaning that you can be in a deficit and drop body fat and put on muscle at the same time because being in a calorie deficit is going to have you losing weight and your training, which is a new stimulus to your body, meaning you're going to adapt and put on muscle pretty quickly. But the longer that you go and the more experience that you get, it's going to get harder and harder to continue building muscle while in a calorie deficit because you're simply not supplying your body with enough energy over time to continue building lean tissue inside of your body composition. So in your situation where it sounds like you've been consistent for the last year, You're going to have to start periodizing things a little bit more and looking at things over a longer spectrum than trying to do everything at once. So what I would advise in your situation is to look at your progress and your goal in a six to nine month period rather than a three month period. So if the overall goal is to be lean, you want to be leaner and you want to have bigger glutes, well, we're in a position now where it's a little bit later into the summer Right. We're in July now. We're almost into August at this point, meaning that you're probably not going to be going to a whole lot of pool parties or anything going into the fall and into the winter. So what I would suggest if you want to keep growing your glutes and building some muscle, I would suggest eating just above a maintenance level of calories for the time being to continue building your glutes up, building up whatever body parts that you want to. And this is going to come at the sacrifice of losing body fat at the exact same time. But if you're eating enough protein, you're training really hard, you're progressively overloading over time inside of your training program and you're periodizing that training program um, with time, you're going to put on muscle in the most efficient manner. I would take three months, three to four months, and I would continue to push that. I would aim for around like point, to five to 0.75 pounds of weight gain roughly every couple weeks and if you're doing that so you're gaining really around maybe a pound to a pound and a half or so per month in weight and you're eating enough protein this is going to keep things slow enough that you're going to minimize any body fat that you put on but you're going to be able to optimize your training to be able to build your glutes as good as possible, well now you're not gonna lose a whole lot of stomach fat during this time, you're not gonna lose a whole lot of weight off of your arms or anything like that, but now you're going to have built your glutes up to where you want them to be. Now let's say in three or four months time as you've done that, now we're getting into winter, we're getting into December, maybe January, well now you're at a point that you've built, you've stayed in that surplus for a little bit of time, now we can bring you down into a deficit And keep strength training, obviously, you're always going to be strength training, but throw you into a deficit after building for quite a while, and you can start to strip that body fat off so that you can slim up your arms, um, you can lose the body fat around your stomach, lose the body fat around your lower body, any that you have, to look leaner, but what's going to happen is you're going to hold on to the lean tissue that you've created. So you're actually going to end up creating that look that you want to. And this is called nutritional periodization. It's looking at your goal in the long run, understanding the more experience that you get, you can't always shave body fat and build muscle at the same time. So you have to periodize things and phase things. And in your position right now, at the end of the summer, you're not going to be going to a whole lot more. Um, You're not going to be in your swimsuit a whole lot more. You're not going to be out, showing your body off that much at this point, maybe for a couple more months, but you're not going to be able to diet down to be lean enough by the time the summer's over for that to be able to make much of a difference anyways. So I would suggest staying in a slight surplus, aiming for around one to one and a half pounds, one to two pounds of weight gain per month while progressively training, eating enough protein, building up your glutes through the rest of this year. And then at the end of the year, maybe January, February, you could start a two or three month cut to drop some of a little bit of that body fat that you put on and some of the body fat that you're holding now to get leaner and actually end up looking the way that you want to, you'll be leaner, you'll have more muscle, and you'll have the body composition that you're wanting. But again, this takes a lot more planning. Um, It takes looking at your goals in the long term. And the more experience that you get, the more that you have to do this. I talk about this all the time inside of my own training and nutrition. I'm always going through these different Periods, these different phases. Right now, I'm in, in a dieting phase. As the summer comes to an end and we hit around September, I'll come back up to around a round of maintenance. I'll move into a slight surplus. I'll focus on building muscle through the winter. I will then, once we come to, into about spring, I'll go into another two to four month deficit and I continue that cycle over time. So I'm continuously putting on a little bit of muscle every year, getting leaner to show off the muscle that I've put on putting a little bit of muscle fall next year, getting a little bit leaner to show the extra muscle that I put on. So I'm always able to assess my body. This is keeping my metabolism healthy as well because I'm not always trying to stay extremely lean. So my hormones aren't always lower. My hunger levels aren't always higher. I'm able to enjoy my life a little bit more when I'm eating more calories. And in a surplus, or trying to gain muscle so that I can go out to eat more often. I can take my wife out. I can take my daughter out for ice cream. I can do all these things and be focused on building muscle because at some point, in the year I know I'm going to go through a deficit phase where I'm going to focus on losing some body fat and getting to leaner levels. So it's all about periodizing the plan over a year's time frame, looking at your goal and looking at the specific things that you're trying to accomplish, and then breaking that up into phases on how it's going to work best to get you there. Now, if you're a beginner, you could just start lifting. If you have some weight to lose, you wanna put on some muscle, you could start lifting, either on a maintenance or a slight deficit, and you can recomp and do both of those things at the exact same time. But the more experience that you get, and the, more, the more consistent you get over time, you've gotta start making a periodized plan like this and having phases where you're going through fat loss, have phases where you're going through building, have phases where you're going through maintenance phases, recovery phases, to really be able to optimize your results on a yearly basis to keep creating Long term progress. All right, question number two How much time should you rest between a circuit and should you rest significantly between each round of exercises? For example, I'm typically doing two to four moves each round, and typically there are two to four rounds in a circuit. So that's a really good question, too. When it comes to circuit training, first I would ask what your goal is. If your goal is fat loss and to put on a little bit of lean tissue, Some muscle, I wouldn't train in big circuit fashions too often. Now, I program circuits for my clients as well, but I don't program them a ton. I would rather focus on exercises individually and then I'll throw in some supersets as well. Usually, there's one big compound movement at the first of each day where we're focusing on strength, we're we're focusing on adding weight to the bar from week to week. And in those exercises, we're looking for anywhere from two to four minutes of rest between sets to allow for full recovery so that we are absolutely recovered going into each set so that we can give a maximal amount of output inside of each of those sets because we're fully recovered, right? If you do a a set and you get done with it, you only rest for 30 to 60 seconds. You're still a little bit out of breath. Your muscles aren't fully recovered. You go back in to do another set. Well, you're not going to be able to perform that second set as strongly as you were the first set because you weren't recovered as much, which can impede how many reps you can get or how much weight you can use, which in the long run is going to impede your overall results because we're looking for progression inside of your training over time. And a lot of people think, well, I need to go into the gym and I just need to kill myself. I need to be sweaty. I need to damage my muscles. I need to really punish myself. I need to really give myself a good workout. But if we're working out with a little bit more intention and the goal is to build strength, to build muscle, to lose fat over time and to look our absolute best – Recovery is super important. Rest times are super important. Honestly, you're probably not resting enough. I always have to go over this with clients. You don't want to go into the next set of an exercise until you've completely caught your breath and you feel back to as good as you're going to feel, which generally on big compound movements, somewhere between two to four minutes. Now, when we get into accessories and isolation type movements, we can drop that down and it can be... Literally anywhere from 45 to 90 seconds. But still, it's deliberately taking time in between sets to allow yourself to fully catch your breath, to allow your muscles to fully recover so that you can go back into that next exercise and give, try to give as much output as you did in the last set. But if you're not allowing for full recovery, you're not going to be able to make that actually happen. So it's going to feel weird at first because you feel like you should go in and and go at it and hit it hard and hit it fast. But really, this can be slowing down your results in terms of building muscle in your training. You want to make sure you're taxing your musculature system before you're taxing your aerobic system. And if you're stopping sets because you're out of breath and not because you exhausted the muscle... Well, then you're doing cardio. You're not actually doing resistance or strength training to build muscle over time. So that's something to really think about. And as far as circuits, doing like two to four exercises per set, per circuit, what I would suggest in between each of those exercises that you're doing, let's say you're doing like a dumbbell row and then going into like a push up or something of that nature. I, that would be a superset. That's two exercises back to back. What I like clients to do is to do the dumbbell row, and then I like them to rest for around 30 or seconds or so, just enough to catch their breath, and then go into the push up. That's one round. Now we rest 30 seconds after the push up, just enough time to be able to catch our breath. Our back's going to be fully recovered because we've taken the 30 seconds that we did after the row, then we did the push up, then we rested the 30 seconds. The muscular shift system for the Row that's coming back up is fully recovered at that point. So, after the push up, you just want to make sure that you are completely have your breath back and then you go back into the dumbbell row. You do that, you rest for 30 seconds, get your breath back, then go into the push up, and you'll complete that for as many rounds as needed that you have scheduled in your programming. That's how I like to do supersets. You don't necessarily need to. Rest for two to three minutes between exercises, but you also don't want to go from the dumbbell row directly right into the push up if you're out of breath after that dumbbell row. Give yourself a little bit of a rest. Then, once you've got your breath all the way back, you feel good, then you can go directly into the push up. And it's just 30 seconds in between exercises back to back. That can save a little bit of time to get you through all of your lifts a little bit quicker. But if you're doing, let's say, four exercises per Per circuit, I would still be following that same rule if your goal is muscle gain. Now, if you're just trying to burn as many calories as possible, break a a really good sweat and burn a lot of calories. But if the goal is to put on some muscle at the same time, you want to make sure you're fully recovered in between those sets. Or if you're not and you are taxing your aerobic system, your heart rate, before you're taxing your musculature system, you basically just might as well be running on a treadmill because you're creating the exact same result that that would create. So hopefully that makes sense. All right, the final question that we're going to answer today. Hey, I've seen a couple of your TikToks, and they're really motivational. I'm trying to gain some muscle mass. I'm five foot eight and 130 pounds currently with a tiny bit of stomach fat. How many calories do you think I should be getting? I get about four to five miles a day in and work out for about an hour. So when it comes to your calorie intake, I can't just give you a specific number and say, this is how much you should be eating. But what I can do is give you the guidelines for you to be able to go out and find out how many calories that you should be getting. I can give you a rough estimation and then you have to go put it to use and get the data from that estimation to get yourself to the correct spot. And honestly, that's what any coach does. There's no secret macro calculator, calorie calculator out there that can give you the exact numbers that you should be eating. They're all educated guesses. Now, sometimes you'll do a calculator and it'll give you the right numbers. You can get on them and it'll start creating your results, which is amazing. But it's still just an educated guess. We all have different metabolisms. We all have different dieting histories. Our hormones are all in different states. All of these things, we all exercise a different amount per day. We all have different jobs. All of these different things play a factor in your metabolism, and how many calories that you burn per day. So anybody that just tells you that they can tell you exactly how many calories that you burn and they know for a shadow of a doubt that this is going to work, they're full of crap. It takes actually going and putting the practice into play and then you extracting data from that practice, from what you're doing, and then making better guesses, better adjustments along the way to to find that sweet spot to where you should be. And then again, even when you find that sweet spot, we know that the metabolism over time adapts, meaning you're going to have to make adjustments along the way all the time because the metabolism is slowly trying to catch up to whatever it is that you're always doing. So with that, if the goal is to gain muscle, you're around 130 pounds now, you're not too worried about fat loss at the moment. If you are newer to strength training, newer to trying to build muscle, I would suggest eating somewhere just right around a maintenance level. And this kind of goes back to question number one. Because again, if you're a beginner, your body is going to respond a lot faster than it's going to the more experience that you get with what you're doing. Remember, the more experience that you have, if you want to lose fat, you're going to want to be in a calorie deficit. If you want to build muscle, you're going to want to be in a calorie surplus. But the closer you are to a beginner, you can recomp your body. Meaning if you're eating close to a maintenance, you can actually Build muscle at that maintenance level of calories if you are progressively strength training and you're eating enough protein, which is actually going to lower your body fat levels at the same time. And what I mean here is simple. If we're able to put on muscle without putting on any body fat at the same time, that makes our body fat levels lower because we're adding lean tissue. We're not adding any fat tissue, which automatically gives us a lower body fat percentage. So you're going to look leaner faster while putting on muscle and getting bigger at the same time. So I would suggest finding somewhere that has you eating right around a maintenance level of calories. And again, I can't give you that exact number. You're five foot eight. you weigh 130 pounds. You didn't even give me your age or what you do for work or anything like that. I do know that you work out a decent amount. You work out for about an hour and a day and get in a four to five miles. What did I say? Sorry, just let me look this up four to five miles of running a day, which means you're definitely burning a lot of calories. So in your specific situation, I would start eating somewhere probably between 2,500-ish to maybe 2,700, 2,800 calories per day while eating at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight where you only weigh 130 pounds. And just focus on Consistent progressive overload in the key lift. So get consistent with a horizontal press a bench press or a dumbbell press some sort of a squat a goblet squat a back squat a leg press get consistent with an overhead press. So like a barbell press a shoulder press get consistent with a horizontal row um, something like a dumbbell row a barbell row a cable row a vertical row something like a pull down or a cable pull down or a pull up. Um, and a deadlift so either like an RDL with straight leg or an actual conventional deadlift or a sumo deadlift and work out just building the strength up in around the 6 to 15 rep range in those exercises and eat enough protein stay relentlessly consistent with adding weight to the bar adding reps to your amount of weight the same amount of weight that you're using week after week and you're going to continually put on muscle over time which should have you gaining a little bit of weight you should probably be Aiming to keep fat gain minimal, I'd be aiming for somewhere around one to roughly one to three pounds of weight gain. Per month would be a good situation with where you're at. And now that'll be right around a maintenance level of calories, maybe just slightly higher than a maintenance level of calories to allow yourself to be optimal and put on a little bit of weight over time to help you continually put on muscle each and every month inside of your training. So focus on strength, focus on at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight and get really consistent at those key compound movements while progressively overloading them over time. Aim for around one to three pounds of weight gain per month If you're doing that, you'll know that the calorie intake that you're on is the correct calorie intake for you. And if you see yourself getting a little bit fluffy, if you're gaining a little bit of body fat, then you can look at pulling the calories back just a little bit because you know your surplus is a little too high um, to come back closer to around a maintenance level because again, you're going to be able to respond quite quickly where you're most likely a beginner when it comes to strength training. So I would start around that 2,500 to 2,700 calorie range and then just adjust from there to try to hit those protocols week in and week out, and month in and month out, and then you'll be on the right track. Again, the reason I say 2,500 to 2,700, just because I've prescribed calories and macros to a lot of clients at this point. So I kind of have a good eye for it just because I understand the metabolism a bit better than... A lot of people out there probably just because I've dealt with so many metabolisms over time. But again, that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Those numbers could be off. You're going to need to adjust. You might start eating 25 to 2700 calories per day, and you may start losing weight. And you obviously don't want to lose weight. We're trying to build muscles, so we're trying to gain some weight over time. So I could be off, but that's just where I would start. Then you can assess if you're losing weight. You can add calories if you're gaining too much weight too fast. You can drop calories if you're gaining within that one to three pounds per Month, you'll know that you're eating the right amount of calories. So, again, you can start around 25, 27, just make the adjustments as needed, and then you'll be able to find that sweet spot. That's exactly how I do it with clients. That's how macro calculators work. That's how all coaches work. You have to get data over time to assess, and then you can make the adjustments necessary to get you to the goal that you're looking for the fastest. So, that is the last question that we're going to answer for today. I have quite a few more here, but we'll save those for next week. So, like I said, I really do appreciate you guys for tuning in keep asking your questions. My email is always linked down below. My Instagram is always linked down below. You can shoot me an email. You can write me a DM, whatever it may be. Even if the question doesn't come on the podcast, I always make sure to get back to everybody and answer your questions to give you some tangible advice, some actionable advice to go out and take to put into practice to help you get the best results that you're looking for and not wasting your time. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll talk with you soon.